I'm Santa Barbara, and around the world at kpfk.org. The colors of fall include the leaves changing to a beautiful burnt orange. If your car is turning the same color, it may be time to donate it to the Vehicle Donation Program at area code 877-573-5288 or area code 877-KPFK-AUTO. We'll get your car picked up and sold. The proceeds will help keep the quality of programming coming to you throughout the fall and winter. Just give us a call at area code 877 Five seven three five two eight eight. That's area code eight seven seven KPFK Auto. We'll take care of everything. Or donate online at kpfk.org and click on pledge support. This is KPFK, the Michael Slate Show. There's something that you keep bringing up in your book that really struck me: that fascism seeks to replace truth by power, and that there's a very particular method to doing that. Let's talk about that. So truth balances out loyalty. If we recognize the truth, if we recognize facts, so I don't mean like a deep truth. So people think that the Russian language makes a distinction between deep truth and truth. So that's why that covers propaganda. You lie, but you lie to reveal a deeper truth. Michael Slate Show, Friday mornings at 10. The democratic culture requires that people are humiliated when they lie about ordinary facts. This is KPFK. You're listening to KPFK 90.7 FM, Los Angeles. The time now is 6 a.m. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Stephanie Miller Show. We are trying to leave a country better than we found it. Our parents and forebears left us a good country. It is a great country, but we must do what's necessary to make that greatness accessible and affordable for all Americans. That's the kind of agenda I want. I'm not saying that it has to be my way. Let's just make it a way that everybody can feel a part of this great country. And we can't maintain our greatness if we can't have some goodness existing among us here in this body. Speaking of greatness, uh, remember someone just called last week and said uh, Missouri is still a red hellhole? And uh, what did I say? Yes, but there are still great things from Missouri. Uh-huh. Yes, like Kathleen Madigan. Fun! Wow! It's the triumphant return of Kathleen Madigan to the Stephanie Out Miller here. Show. Oh, hello, Kathleen Madigan. Hello, hello. <laughs> I'm actually coming to you live from Tennessee where yes. uh, slavery was on the ballot here. <laughs> and how to do. <laughs> well, I was like, well, I didn't get any text about it. I mean, I got a lot of texts about a lot of other issues, but nobody nobody was hit. Nobody was working the phone banks on slavery. I guess that it, it uh, failed. It's the only- oh, good. 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 We're, we're yeah. still against that. Okay. Uh, it was a close uh, yeah, call, but... Like- yeah, we're going to solidify that, though, codify yeah, we, it so nobody's sneaking slaves in. I know. You moved to Nashville. We miss you madly. And we're at that age where we only see each other at funerals, which is very... Very I sad. I had to find out from you that Bud Friedman died. I didn't know that. Yeah, you didn't see I that? did not. I missed oh, that. Yeah. But you... Oh. You said... Yeah. My, you, you just did the famous quote, clear the aisles. Okay. <laughs> it, I swear to God, his whole life he just called me. He took Kathleen Madigan and made it Madeline. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I never even said anything. He's like, hello, Madeline. I'm like, hello. <laughs> hello, Charlie. Like, I would just call him some other name. But he, it was in good fun, I guess. I'm, I don't really think he ever knew my name, though. And I was up there every night for 30 years. But uh, I know his son really well and his yeah. daughter Zoe Freeman and Ross, Mark, and yep. I, I'm very sad for them. Yeah. I mean, Bud was, Bud was 90. He had a good life. I know. But... He was, no, he was great to me, too. I, it's a, God, we're such a small community. I, you, of course, were hilarious at Judy Tenuta's funeral, which yeah. I, it's so awkward, isn't it, for comedians? You were like, oh, you killed. I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> Just such a weird, because well, it's I, not like a I, show, but it's like we, you know, we process pain like everybody else, I guess. And you were hilarious and 
touching. Well, I and... think too, if you sit at enough normal people's funeral, like yeah. uh, just non-comedian people in Missouri, wherever, like sometimes people get up to speak and man, mm-hmm. you know, it's just not their forte, but that's who the person they've chosen. Like I sat through one where the lady was going on about what stores her mom liked to shop at, but there was no context to anything. And I'm like, you don't, we're here to actually try to make, I don't know, say something, right. not just, you know, Stephanie really liked the color blue. And I don't know. <laughs> so I tried to work on it before because my sister goes, oh, my God, I would never I would never get up and speak. I said, well, sometimes you have to. And she's like, well, nope, nope, I would never do it. I wouldn't know what to say. My favorite like, was our I, our conversation at the back of the chapel when you're like, "I'm not a closer. I'm a I'm a strong middle." And I'm like, "You are not a middle. <laughs> well, no, you are a headliner." There were, people, there were people there that were much closer to Judy than I, so I don't think I should have been last. But V, her partner, asked for that, so yeah. I said okay. But I just felt like I was an inappropriate spot. Like, shouldn't that be like yeah. a relative or something? Um, yeah. Well, whatever. Yeah, no, I felt the same way because I was like, I, you know, was a very close professional friend, but I, I felt the same way that I yeah. thought, oh my God, like, I, I, you were at the back of the I chapel was. with me, Chris, and I was yeah. like, I'm going to up this funeral. I mean, I have <laughs> a lot of things. I've never had an opportunity to up a funeral. I don't know. I'm the chick that cries <laughs> on the radio. Why me? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, um, yeah. But, well, Weird Al was sitting there. How come he didn't get up and do nothing? Because <laughs> I think come on, on man. <laughs> Paula Ponsto was there. I think a lot of comedians aren't. That's what I'm saying. It's hard. You know, it's hard. Mm-hmm. Comedians aren't often comfortable processing pain like that. And so you were. No, it's very, it's very awkward. And I cried way too much, but I, I got the words out. So you that's all you can do. Yeah. You yeah. were fantastic. You were. Uh, yeah. She, you said uh, Vern asked me to do a tight five. <laughs> he, he really did too. I was like, "What are you, Bud Friedman?" He sent me a. T- he sent me a text saying, uh, five minutes, I'm trying to keep everybody to that. I'm like, oh, don't worry about it. I am a union speaker. You tell me five, you're going to get 459 on the dot. I never get more than I've been bargained for. So and I uh, said, some- thank you for getting off when Judy gave you the light. Because I swear there was yeah. like a sun came through yeah. the chapel. Uh-huh. It's like, that's it, Kathleen, get yeah. off. Yeah. Bye-bye, chicken pie. <laughs> enough, is, enough is enough. But yeah, it's an awkward thing. Well, speaking of, I, I was going to say, you know, stuff that uh, Donald Trump, we've, how many how many years have we been making fun of Donald Trump? And yet there is something sad and hilarious, but also kind of terrifying about him <laughs> declaring for president again. How, how did you feel about that whole thing? Um, well, let me put it in the context of my Missouri and Tennessee, uh, my friends that are Trump fans. Oh They've all moved on. Yeah. Yeah. They moved on to DeSantis. Yeah. They've moved on to Ron. Because they think that he's like more um, presentable, I yes. would say, which I don't disagree with. I think if we're going to say is which person is crazy, we're going to go with Donald. Like which person you may disagree with everything Rod DeSantis says, but he doesn't seem like like a lunatic. Yeah, I mean, he seems like a you know he seems like somebody you could sit down with and say hey A B and C and you're gonna get D E and F back not instead of Trump going I don't care I don't know you tell me you're an idiot like I think they're uh, they seem to be happy I don't even think he really cares I think he's just gonna go ever I, I really seriously no kidding I think yeah. at this point it's about merch yeah he's become he's become a road comic that's where, why that's why now it's magaga because now they have to buy a new hat right make america great right. and glorious again well glorious i go ooh, that's gonna be hard yeah. i don't there's gonna be a lot of misspellings of, i feel They're like there's struggle. gonna be a lot of a yeah. lot of rally shirts that say glorious glorious <laughs> um yeah i i think he's wants to do the rallies to raise money and and yeah. sell merch yeah well, Travis and I have a dream that uh, he will, that we could get the trifecta. He will be indicted in prison and run third party. So there are still, you know, oh, wow. possibilities. We can wow. have it all. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are very, very hopeful, I see. Yeah. I, yes. I, I don't, I've lost faith in the, um, I know the wheels of justice move slowly, but I don't understand how you can orchestrate and then say, ready, set, go to attack on the Capitol and then you get to run again. I, right. What? No, that's I, why that, people lose like faith in all this. Like, right. there doesn't seem to be repercussions. Maybe there will be. Like, my dad was a lawyer and a judge and all that. He goes, "Give it time." I'm like, "You'll be dead, Dad. <laughs> How much time are we talking about? Like a decade? Um, or, or at least tell us that out front. Hey, this stuff seemed kind of wacky. We're on it. It's just yeah. going to take about seven years." <laughs> 
Well, and then it, we don't have to pay attention. No, the fact that we're even talking about someone running for president that is currently under investigation for both sedition and espionage, it's just, I I don't, I mean, this whole Trump era, just, it's like it never ends. Don't you feel like we almost need a restraining order against him now? It's not even like <laughs> politics. It's just... Well, well, he, he does spice it up. Um, but I think the rallies are getting more rural and less attended, too, if yes. you notice. It's like yeah. watching a comic go down. They were up here, and then it's going down, down, <laughs> club, club. Oh, 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 can't say oh, that. Oh, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. sorry. Okay. Caught all that. Sorry. Okay, we got that. Um, yes. Good save. Um, okay. I don't, I think it's just kind of falling apart. Yeah. No, he does have the, uh, you know, kind of the old, I mean, old even, Elvis vibe. Even the kids bailed. Yes, like, yeah, yeah, we ain't. No, sorry, we did it that last time. Kind of weird. We're not all in, Dad. And I think without the kids, he, I don't know. I don't feel it. Feel he feels as empowered. Yeah. No, it did have the kind of late stage Elvis sort of. Uh, yeah, you're right. Like, are there are there still yuck yucks? Like, so, like what's the worst yuck yucks? That's where I started answering the phone. Yuck yucks, <laughs> Buffalo. Buffalo. Yeah. Is that the worst one? I'd Is it still there? I'd say yeah. No. I think they're mostly still in Canada. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was a Canadian yeah. chain. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, I can't even think of the worst ones now. I probably somewhere in Florida. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> fair. <laughs> I love, Those my, are all always the stereotypical bad ones. Yeah. My favorite was that people tried to leave and they the security wouldn't let them leave. So I saw I saw yeah. that. What about a fire hazard? I'm like, where's the fire marshal? If I want to leave a ballroom, I should be able to leave a ballroom. I don't understand. What if what if you felt sick and you had to go to the bathroom? I don't get yeah. how they did that. And there's video of it. It's people didn't make that up. I mean, that was true. Yeah, when people were people said it's a captive audience, we're like, no, no, it was a captive audience. It was like the prom <laughs> yeah. scene in Carrie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you You've kind of lost your uh, your knack for speaking when you have to lock your crowd in. <laughs> like, tell me, once you're in, you ain't going anywhere. Oh, my God. Tell me about Madigan's Pubcast, because it seems like uh, just the best conversations in every pub everywhere. Um, like, for instance, in the last one, you celebrated tiny liquor bottles. Is that Was that a whole... Oh, you got them right there right with there. you. Make yeah, yeah. I, I'm at the same desk. I do the podcast. These are still sitting here, but I think I'm going to open this one today. <laughs> this one's this this one's for the plane. I'm going to sneak it on the plane tomorrow. <laughs> um, yeah, I just I, I started it during uh, COVID because I was totally bored. Yeah. I always said I'm never going to do a podcast because I don't. I feel like every comedian had one, and yeah. all we do is interview each other. Like, I just finally stopped going on them. I'm like, there's nothing left to say about comedy. You guys, we're done now. It's all been covered. It's all been covered. Unless you have a different topic. Like, you guys get into all kinds of different things. It's yeah. not just stand-up. So I just picked uh, the stories that I think are uh, super interesting that nobody really seems to cover. They're a little left field. Not yeah. like yeah. conspiracy things. Just like, I don't know, the penalties for having wild animals in your home that escape. Stories like that. Yeah. Some guy, uh, right. Yeah. Like, Interesting like, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. This like, one was about a black guy, lynx. There was a black lynx that was escaped. Well, no, he he was wild. He's yeah. actually on his own. But like some some twenty something in Texas had a, a eleven foot long cobra and it got out of the cage and it was just tooling around a neighborhood in Grand Prairie, Texas. And yeah. I'm like, what is the penalty for illegally having an eleven foot long cobra? Like, what if I went out to my car and they love engines because it's hot? And there's a cobra, like those kind of stories that are just not. I tried to stay away from politics and, just because I felt like everybody was getting yeah. swamped with that. Do you get charged do. like by the inch, like how long your cobra is, or is there... I, you know, especially? And then he goes, the guy actually goes, "Well, I'm pretty sure it's dead." Well, your opinion of that <laughs> means nothing. You're the one that let it out because you forgot <laughs> to put the lid on, right? And now you think it's dead. What if you? Because the cobra can stand. Half its body length. Really? So what if you... Uh, love, yes, they can rear up... Whoops, oh, sorry. Uh -huh. um, yeah, that's my... Look. They can rear they up, can rear really? Half wow. of their... Without benefit of, of a rear, actually, but just like... They're, yeah. Yeah, like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, my... I think my headphone went out. Can oh, you no. hear me? Yes, yes I can. can. hear you. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, Don't leave us shoot. in the middle of the Cobra story. I dropped it. <laughs> Oh, no. Whoa. Whoa. This, this is starting to sound like Herschel's vampire story. This is... But all right. Did you hear it just say that? Hello? Hello? All right, we're going to pull out. This has turned Hello? into a Paula Poundstone Hello? call. It's, what are your thoughts on the uh, Elon Musk? I don't know. I, is he going to... He's appointing someone else as CEO? Do we blow Later. him up in like three weeks or what? What do you... Th I, 
I feel like the entire last two weeks, listening to what he's saying, I feel like how probably how the villagers in London felt when Henry VIII had syphilis. <laughs> he's just barking out orders where you're like, what? He's going to kill his wife today? Henry shouldn't do that. What? None of us can hunt anymore? It's just, it, I, I've, I've been on Twitter since 2009. I looked it up uh -huh. and it's on the thing. Like, I could have handled this better and i'm not even a business person but you don't just make these i guess like 10 people in the office came and said don't start the blue check mark right. charging thing yet we do not have a handle on that and then he went and did it yep. and then valerie bertinelli of all people <laughs> who is a delight can i just say go ahead i like i like her a lot i follow i feel bad when she cries because she's chubby i don't like i don't like to see her upset i don't even know the lady but i follow her on instagram and everything else and she got the idea to just overtake his name, and then like a hundred other people did it. It's been, I don't even understand why do you want it. Twitter doesn't even make any money. Right, right. It's a toy. And then, didn't it's he a say forty-four billion dollar toy? Didn't he say comedy is back and you know free speech is back? And then he, you know, he suspended Kathy Griffin for impersonating yeah. him. Right, right. And I, but I don't think Valerie got suspended. It's just, it's just the edicts of a king that make no sense. Like yeah. he, it's just random. I'm just saying, I haven't been charged eight dollars to my knowledge. Nobody's taken my check mark away. I never, like, I never I'll got one. Here. So now it's cool to not have a check mark. Yeah. I, guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, yes, and he, this is this, the recent. He said Twitter will only have room for extremely hardcore employees who put in long hours at high intensity. He said those who wish to work normal hours at regular intensity can leave within three wow. months. Sounds which... like he's starting a radio station. Wow. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, and he's telling them they have to physically go back. Yeah. I'm like, good, good luck telling the Zoomers that because they're going to go, yeah, no. And they'll just go get another job. They're right. not going right. to report like I think the Tesla people maybe you have to because those are like engineers and stuff. It's not so easy to jump ship. Right. But for the, you know, the youngsters that work there, they'll just go to Google or somewhere else that'll let them work yeah. from home with their dog in their pajamas. Yeah. I had to, you know, I had to review, actually, I had to, what he's been able to, is this in three weeks? It's in three, in three weeks. weeks. He presided over mass layoffs that have spurred class action lawsuits. He undermined trust in the platform by promoting a conspiracy theory within days of assuming leadership. The company's security protocols have fallen into disarray. His improvised and real-time system of verifying profiles to crack down on fake accounts has spurred a wave of impersonations, seeding confusion over everything from the price of insulin to whether uh, George W. Bush misses killing Iraqis. And that's in just under three weeks. I mean, I even Donald, right. Even Donald Trump has not blown up a business that quickly, has he? I mean, Trump stakes lasted longer. Trump water. He? Yeah. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I love that. Who? Which pharmaceutical company they impersonated? Uh, and they Eli just, Lilly. And they just said, insulin's, oh, yeah. insulin's free, everyone. And it actually affected the stock. It tanked and yeah, then the Eli, uh, the Eli yes. Lilly people were like, hey, 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 not us, not us. Like, it's gone it's kind of fun to sit on the sideline and just watch it do whatever it's going to do. Because I really do. I don't even think like my normal friends that aren't in entertainment or whatever, they don't really do Twitter. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's not really a thing. It's yeah. just our own house. He's blowing up. Yeah. Of fun. Wow. This is KPFK. We need this Poor People's Campaign. Sojourner Truth with Margaret Prescott. We need the voices of the poor. Change just doesn't come from the top down. That's why Donald Trump and them are telling us, don't drink that Kool-Aid. It comes from the bottom up. And without people at the bottom, whether it's undocumented immigrants, they need the resources. Sojourner Truth with Margaret Prescott. Tuesday through Friday mornings at 7. This is KPFK. We all expect.
expected, I, I mean, I'll, I'll say I'm guilty of this. I expected as we got closer to the election, there were a few smarter people than me out there. Um, that this was going to be a red wave, just, you know, history and everything else. But I think the January 6th committee, even if people don't vote on that issue, it kind of popped the bubble, so to speak. So people started feeling a little uneasy. I think the Paul Pelosi attack, and I think the Dobbs decision and some other things, and Jim Z turned out, and we had a little bit of a defensive democracy. That's just the beginning. Representative Adam Kinzinger. Can I just say that thing that he said keeps coming back to me when I watch that sanctimonious uh, Mike Pence is oh holier God. than thou, vomitous. Uh, is when uh, Adam Kensinger said, "Liz Cheney and I are not courageous. We're just surrounded by cowards." Yeah, that's exactly because you did your jobs and you're upholding democracy. You didn't does break not the make law, you Mike. Some sort of hero, right? Yeah, okay. not breaking the law does not make you a hero. Right? Yeah, exactly. Oh, fake Paula Poundstone's back. Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, hi, <laughs> hi, fake Paula Poundstone. Good morning. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Yes. Yes, Paula. I said I was washing my goldfish. Hello. Okay. Get some new material, Paula. Call us back. If you're going to really be Paula Poundstone, you need new material every time. All right. Here's the thing. I believe children of the future, particularly. I believe the children are the future. Yes, Victor Sheen, who joined us yesterday Mm -hmm. from iGen Politics Podcast. He uh, tweeted, NBC calculates a total of 19 Trump-endorsed candidates lost their races, including four Senate candidates, eight House candidates, seven seven governor candidates. Voters, especially Gen Zers, showed up and rejected far-right extremism. And in two years, we will do it again. Just wait and see. Um, yeah, you've got two years to show how completely incapable you are of governing. Uh, we will take it, and then we'll be back, as as Arnold would say, right? Carl. Okay. <laughs> Carl Frisch. Let's talk to our fancy Fairfax County School Board friend, shall we? com. Oh, hi, Carl Frisch. Speaking of children of the future, school board member Carl Frisch. Good morning. You know, uh, I heard you say that 20 of... Trump's endorsees lost, and sure, they were in important seats that were game-changing and defining, but what you didn't mention is that hundreds of his other endorsers did win, people that ran in 99% Republican districts for (laughs) Mosquito Control Board, for example, or Dog Catcher, you know, where there were no Democrats on the ballot. His endorsees won there, too. Yes, Mm -hmm. you are. I stand corrected. Um, Carl... I, it really is the story. As a campaign strategist, it, this Gen Z turnout is what you've been hoping for probably all your life, right? Yeah. I mean, how many conversations have we had during an election cycle where the question has been whether young people are going to turn up at all? Never, ever expecting that young people would turn out in a number comparable to the oldest and most reliable segment of the voting population. Yeah, uh, It's a big deal. It's a game changer. And political leaders need to adjust accordingly. We always say that members of Congress um, push policies that favor the people that show up and vote, you know. Um, And I think that that's a great opportunity. This is a great opportunity to change what we're pushing um, and uh, give those voters who did turn out for the first time a reason to become lifelong voters. Um. You know me, I'm a happy, clappy liberal, so I'm uh, our silver linings playbook now <laughs> mm-hmm. is that it is going to be and I, I, just a show class in how not to govern these next two years with the Republicans <laughs> control of the House, right? It's going to be the worst two years of Kevin McCarthy's life. Um, it is popcorn time. I, it, it's, uh, do we already have? Yeah, where is her? Oh, uh, give me 20. Yes, Marjorie Taylor Greene. I mean, seriously. Right. He has said publicly that we're going to do all of these investigations into into everything you just named. We are definitely doing these investigations and he's allowing the chairman of the committees to run it. I'm very excited to serve on oversight. That's the committee I've asked for. And no one has told me no about anything. <laughs> I, I am I am going to be pursuing many things and I and I'm thrilled to be able to do that. No it's going to no. be Kevin at a Chuck E. Cheese, just <laughs> kids screaming, right? No one will tell anyone no. Right. <laughs> be, is right. the congressman writing with poop? I think the congressman's <laughs> writing with poop. <laughs> Adam Kinzinger on all this. He's going to be completely hostage. So first off, Marjorie Taylor Greene recently said that she's all in with Kevin McCarthy. Listen, 
She doesn't say something unless she's been promised something. Matt Gates is against Marjorie Taylor Greene because he wants to be more famous than her, and she's kind of stealing his thunder. He, if he wins, if he gets to 218, because we don't know what the majority is going to be, it's likely there will be a Republican majority. Any one of those people, you know, a couple, two or three, can deny him the 218 votes he needs. And so he's going to be walking around making deals with everybody, cutting every deal he can with the crazy. Oh, my God. Right. It really will be like a right wing ball jump at Chuck E. Cheese. He'll be just being pelted with colored balls. He'll get pink eye. (laughs) He's going to get pink eye. I mean, it's like the baby seal at Shark Week. I mean, yes. isn't this? Yes. Is, it is. It is. I mean, they just eke this out. What did they say they were going to win? Forty seats? Yeah. I, they just barely eke this I out. I think they would always this... start at forty and say, "Could be forty. Could be a hundred and twenty. Right. But I mean, this is exactly what America voted against, right? And I so I guess that is the silver lining, right? Is that we have this will be on mm-hmm. display now for two years, and a likely larger Senate minority or Senate majority, yeah, um, and the presidency. Um, and contrast, I'm sorry. Oh, right? I'm sorry. Are you saying you think that Herschel vampire story is not going to put him over the top? Is that <laughs> what you're? <laughs> I mean, he might have some other stories to tell between now and mm-hmm. uh, and the election. So we we'll can only hope. I said to um, Travis, I seriously, I feel racist playing the sound bites. I just, it's like that. You know, somebody summed up in that tweet that they said, "Oh my God, my racist uncles are loving this." I mean, it's just, it's so. I can't even, sad, disgusting, racist. I can't really find the words to sum up this. There is a lot to be excited about in Senator Warnock. Um, And, you know, uh, even if he were facing uh, more competent and qualified competition, there'd be a lot to be uh, excited about in Senator Warnock. So, you know, the good news is, is that there's going to be tremendous contrast uh, in the direction the country should be going with the House of Representatives controlled by controlled by Republicans um, and and the agenda that Democrats have been pushing that is popular, that did, um, you know, cut the uh, the red wave into a trickle. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, I think that's going to be problematic for Republicans coming into 2024. Yeah. Um, Palmer report said Trump is reportedly not even going to bother naming a 2024 campaign manager, even as the media pretends this is a real campaign. Trump can't make it much more obvious that he's not really running. This is all just half-baked posturing ahead of his criminal indictment. Um, well, I agree, mean, do you agree, blame him? Not agree? Do you blame him? Would you, If your past campaign managers had mostly gone to jail, um, <laughs> would you start announcing who they were? I mean, Kellyanne Conway is the only campaign manager of his that didn't go to jail that I'm aware of uh, from 2016, and she wasn't even really a campaign manager. Yet. She was just talking head on television. Yet, yeah. <laughs> um, Carl, what, uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, I mean, I don't. it's hard to say. We Even on our show, between, you know, a lot of our regulars have different, different views on, you know, what this, is this a real campaign? Is it just, I mean, clearly he's told people, he thinks this will help him avoid, uh, avoid indictment. But does it matter if it's a real campaign? It's no less a threat to our existence as a democracy. Um, his first campaign was not a real campaign, and yet he became president. So we need to take this seriously, and we need to make Republicans own it. I think they're likely to nominate him, yeah. even against uh, a Carl, DeSantis. hold that thought. It's that time in the morning when I'm having him. So you Are guys you, talk amongst what? yourself. I'll be oh, right keep, back. Keep I, going. Okay, keep we were going, on a Carl. good... Hi, Carl. Hey. <laughs> so um, that empty chair across from you is Stephanie's, and she's not there right now. So yeah. let's um, uh, keep going. Keep, uh, yes. keep going with your point. Well, I mean, you have to you have to worry. Yeah. You cannot expect that because the American people are soured on Trump and that his numbers are even worse than when he left office, um, that he is not electable. He is electable. He's been elected before. Yeah. Um, and... You know, by that stretch, um, he starts with a leg up on DeSantis. He does. Well, we, we, we were talking yesterday at home. You know, everyone's coming out, LOL, Donald Trump's announcement, LOL. But they did this, the same the, the same thing happened the first time he ran. Exactly. And they got exactly. in line. You know, Ivanka says, oh, I'm not having anything to do with Daddy's campaign until Daddy's campaign takes off and is doing well. And then she'll be in there because she wants her patents mm-hmm. in China. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure we'll get the... Um, the articles talking about how she and Jared are riding the ship. Yeah, it's not a given that he's going to face plant. I'm not. I'm. 
Who? Trump? Trump, yeah. Everyone said it the first time. <laughs> See, now now Bob Suska doesn't have to think it's just him. Uh-huh. <laughs> I made extra strong coffee for the guy that owns the show upstairs. Oh, that's your oh, excuse. Okay. Anyway. I think it was all my conversations about how Trump could win again. Well, that's it. Oh. Yeah, that gets that gets everything moving down there. Oh. Mm-hmm. Is that really what you said? Oh, yes. no. I got to go back now. It's not. I mean, you know. you you. I know. It, it does have the feeling of an acid flashback. Like, we all laughed the first time, and we all were like, well, oh, this laughed. can't. Yeah. I, I said he I has laughed a chance. I a lot. Yes. Yeah. When, when he, he definitely has a chance. Him. And he certainly has a shot at winning the Republican nomination. Yes. And after that, 50-50. That says so much about the state of this Republican Party. Malcolm Nance said that yesterday. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the pattern, like, after January 6th. Like, they'll all be back in a week. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Whatever. They'll absolutely. all say exactly the opposite of what they just said, right? I absolutely. Mean, because they have no scruples. Yeah. They're hungry for power. I, well, we were saying Madison Cawthorn. It's a perfect example. We were, Chris was just saying, he, first of all, he's one of the only sycophants there right. at this stupid announcement. Yeah. And he's shut down both of his offices. So yeah. his, his office on Capitol Hill and his office in his district, because they're completely he's a, cleaned they're, out. Because they're whiny, sore losers. Right. Because he lost. Like, and so now he's he needed, just... He needed room to bleach his hair, well, frankly. Yeah. And um, you know what? The people of his district right now have no representation. Yeah. Like, if, like if a veteran has a problem with the VA, right. they, he, they have nowhere to go. Right. Because he's a whiny, because they're a whiny diaper baby party. Yes, and the senators are, of, of North Carolina are going to have to take on that responsibility. I'm going to guess. Can I just gonna... say he has aged, and <laughs> it's really a short time. And his face is very red. I don't know what, what, what yeah, it is, but well, I was going to say even when Madison Cawthorn's office was open, I doubt that they were providing much help to anyone who came to them because they didn't yeah. know what they were doing. But doesn't this sum up? What did he no. say at this stupid whatever? Um, he said that he will uh, support Donald Trump until the day he dies on the condition that nothing terrible comes out about him. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, so everything that's come out about Donald Trump so far, that's fine. I see. Just if something really bad, like I maybe mean, he were to, you know, I don't know, be a rapist and stole like our national secrets. No, that, that makes him a hero to Madison. What? <laughs> that makes him a hero to Madison. He said this man has bled for us. What? This man has what? No, he hasn't. This man has fought for us. This man has put his entire career, his entire life, and his entire persona, everything about him, everything about the Trump family, the children, his wife. He's put it all on the line for every one of us. Oh, my God, they have such a God complex mm-hmm. about Trump. It's um, he, went, he went on to ask about conservatives who've moved on from Trump. Where's your loyalty? He made the world fear us. Yes, they feared us because we had an erratic, incompetent nincompoop in charge. Oh, my God, it's just... I mean, I cross the street when there's that person on the corner, you know, ranting and raving. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes, because he's a crazy... I love the whole... Um, when they asked uh, President Biden and Macron about Trump running again, they both just, like, exchanged a glance. <laughs> oh, hell just, no. <laughs> right. And then he said, are you concerned? And Biden's like, not really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And they just sort of smirked. I mean, the Mar-a-Lago announcement was not... Uh, I, I think Trump should worry about his own announcement. Yeah. 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 I Well, I don't... I, I still... I know I'm a happy clappy. I still believe he's going to be indicted. I don't know on what t- uh, time frame, but... Oh, I don't think that changes his prospects at getting the Republican yeah. nomination. Yeah. yeah. No, it doesn't. Well, our... You will be treated to all these stories about how much money he raised exactly. on, the, on the day he yeah. indicted. Our trifecta could come true. We could get you know, indicted in prison and he runs third party. You know, I'm just saying. I'm a big dreamer stuff. It could happen, yeah. I still have some dreams left in my life. Yeah. I don't want him anywhere near the presidency. Yeah, I don't either. Well, he is the kind of guy who would think that he could pull it off with a third party and nobody can. No. Yeah, yeah. But let him think that because it will be great for the Republicans. Yeah, but and he would, just, yeah, he would burn the, the Republicans. He'd burn the party to the ground just to spite them and that'll be fun. Let's do it. Okay. All right, Carl, thank you. What, what, I, what I was here for was fantastic. I appreciate it. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm fine now. Okay, love you, Carl. See Thank you next you, week. Carl. There he goes. <laughs> hey, look who's here, everybody. It's the guy that owns the show that's trying to kill me for the life insurance money. One last time. <laughs> Ron's here. You know what, Ron? You have done one good thing in your life. You know what that Yes, is? I'm leaving. You know what that thing is? Well, you leave. <laughs> if I'm going to get bad news, I want it from him because he's very handsome. Dr. Irwin Redletter joins us now. Dr. MSNBC medical expert. He's leading us around the Dr. Irwin Redliner. Here he became Dr. Doom. Dr. Irwin Redliner is the founding director of the National Center for Disaster Preparedness and senior research scholar. Dr. Doom. Good morning.
morning, Doctor Doom. Your friend Ron well, is here. Hello, I, I can't even see him. Ron, where are you? you? You can't even see me. No, he can only no, see me. You, is that you true? All he sees the, is me in the frame. Uh, yeah. Here, how's this? I'll get closer. No, he's never going to get to see you. Oh, for God's sakes, really? Oh, yeah. Hey, Ron, how are you? I'm well, thank you. How's Karen? How are you? How's your travels to Ukraine? Everybody's good. (laughs) We're we're particularly good after last Tuesday, but yeah, we're good. There you go. What? And you're looking good. Thank you very much. And this concludes another episode of Two Old Jews from the Upper East Side. (laughs) No, no, no. No, no. One of us is from the Upper East Side. One of us is more intelligent and is up the West Side. Oh, you know I, that that uh, Ron is about ten year, ten or twelve years older than me. Oh, there you see. go. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. that's obvious. So, <laughs> yeah. but I will say the one good thing Ron Hartenbaum has done in his life. Remember that call we got? Yes. Okay. I'm here in New York. Do you know my friend Erwin Redletter? I'm like, I love Doctor Redletter on TV. Yes. Would you like to have him on the show? Do you? <laughs> Dr. Redliner, do you understand the people that he's pitched us over the years? Oh, my God. Random people he's run into at bus stops. Do you understand how badly it normally goes when Ron says, okay, I have an idea for the show. But this time, this time was magic. It was. And we thank you, Ron. Well, hey, you're welcome. Everyone's got to be right once. Yeah, exactly. Like 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock. Yeah. Chris, can we do, do we can we look back at what other ideas Ron's had for the I don't remember. Wait a minute, we've got a guest. All right, hey, let's Hi, let's Dr. not be abusive. Ali Velshi too. <laughs> you what? You got us Ali Velshi too. Well, Ali oh, Velshi. that's yeah, true. Thank you. Ali's thank been you. on the show before. I know so. he wasn't. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, Ron's on a streak now, Doc. Yeah. Uh, all right. Where is he? What do you mean on the streak? He's he's on a, on a hot streak. Streak. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. I'm 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 still. I got a home. And and I've got a second home here in L.A. And, you know, I have prayed to the hot water uh, gods. And two days in a row, yeah. the hot water works. Dr. Redliner, it's not bad to freeze your balls a couple of times if the hot water heater isn't working. It's it's bracing, isn't it? Doesn't it get to the I, sperm that's balls? Not, that's um, not his area of specialty. He's a pediatrician. Yeah, that's that's beyond my ken. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't have a ken that includes that, but but I can imagine that it might be true, actually. Yeah. All right, thank you. Ron, you're ruining the content of the show. Dr. Redliner, good morning. Um Good morning there, Steph. <laughs> so listen, as we head into uh, you know, Thanksgiving see the holiday season, I'm traveling next week and it just uh is we keep saying it's like a acid flashback, right? The amount of uh first of all, you're a pediatrician, the amount of uh, pediatric ICUs that are filling back up, right? It's unbelievable. I mean, it's literally and visibly frightening to see all these children and babies in the hospital, in the uh, filling up the emergency rooms because the hospital beds aren't available. They're all filled up. And there are hospitals that are really uh, frighteningly overflowing with children. And, uh, you know, if you don't have kids and you're not working in the hospital, you may be able to ignore it. But the fact is we have what you might call an epidemic of these respiratory illnesses that are filling up our hospitals. Pretty scary. Yeah, well, I mean, I was reading a tweet that someone was saying when the uh, adult ICUs were filling up, obviously everyone was asked to wear a mask, and we're said, you know, someone was saying now that the pediatric ICUs are filling up, it, most people can't be bothered to wear an effing mask still. And, you know, I, I just, it's amazing. I mean, we'll see when I travel next week. I don't know how many people in your experience are still wearing masks, but... I, I don't know how many times we can be through this, that masks work, vaccines work, right? Well, yes, they, they work. And, you know, one of the kinds of damages that Donald Trump did, he managed to politicize a mask and politicize getting vaccinated to save your life. And no one has ever done that before. You know, there are always resistors and people didn't want to give their kids the MMR shots. But Donald Trump, will deserve his own special place in hell for making people ignore science, talking them into absurdity and conspiracy. And there we go, having to to deal with the aftermath. And I don't care who gets elected president, it's going to take a while to reverse that negativity that Donald Trump brought to the public health table. Just just incredible. I'm sure you can stomach the actual uh, announcement from mar-a-lago the other night but th- that he with straight face can just because what did he say i acted decisively and saved you know however many lives from covid 
when we all know it was the exact opposite. I think it was uh, Daniel Dale, the fact checker, said he just gave up after 20 just complete outright lies. I well, mean, the yeah. thing that was entertaining mostly to me was when he said he saved the midterms. Oh, did he? Yeah. Look at my record on the midterm. You really feel like you're entering some kind of never world of yeah. fantasy. Oh, it's, he said he like completed the wall. He said he completed the wall again. Completely yeah. the wall and uh, save the uh, Republican uh, candidates in the midterms. It was frighteningly crazy, just crazy. Yeah, and he said he oh he brought peace for decades. He was only, as I recall, president four years. But uh, yeah, and also wow. Joe Biden got us out of Afghanistan, not him. Anyway, um, yeah, it's I, I have to say because you know we, we, Glenn Kirshner among others has said that could be considered negligent mass homicide whatever you want to call his response to covid i mean the fact that there is even a, a specter of a chance that this guy could be back in office must just chill your it must you know be chilling well i actually think and, and before the midterms that's exactly what i was worried about that there would have been a red wave and that red wave would have uh, carried in the uh, surfer donald trump uh, to come back to power. But I feel much less concerned about that after the midterms, I must say. Yeah, yeah. Well, somebody, you, yeah, somebody said that of all his crimes and all the chances they had to get rid of him, you know, it's only the fact that, you know, he apparently took down almost the whole party in the midterms is the thing that finally has made them uh, start to yeah. turn, right? Well, you'd think the stupidity would have made them turn and the, uh, and the dangerous statements he made about covid and the complete wild wild conspiracy theories that he promulgated that would have been enough or even worse stephanie what it was still remains an impossible thought to me is that a president would encourage the invasion of the capital on january 6th of last year you know it's yeah. uh we we really got something horrible and uh, hopefully it won't realize again and I, uh, I, you know, 2024. I have to say, I think it's going to be a complete show, this Republican majority in the House. But I have to say, as a doctor, you must be thinking, oh, my God, what anti-science nonsense are we going to have to be endure these next two years? You know, they're going to investigate Dr. Fauci, your friend. You know, they're going to I mean, it, it just on and on with this with this nonsense. It's nonsense. And, uh, you know, even though the Republicans lost, there are so many supporters of Donald Trump in our beloved country. Mm -hmm. I just it's amazing to me that people sustain their interest. This MAGA infection won't be cured, I don't think, in the uh, certainly in the short term. And they added another G to it. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. crazy. It activated my acid reflux, the gaga. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, let's talk about where did you and Ron meet in New York? How did you first meet? How did you become friends? Do you remember? <laughs> I do. I think it was at a uh, a fundraiser. Correct. Uh, for Debbie Stabenow. Oh, ah, yes. Okay. The good senator from the great state Is of Michigan. correct? Yes. It, it, that may have been, or it um, uh, that's possible, Or, but I know that got me involved with Children's Health Fund at one point, which you uh, uh, and your wife were very involved with, along with Paul Simon of Simon and yeah. Garfunkel. Yes. Your eyes locked across the mm -hmm. crowded room. It, it was. It was some enchanted evening. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. You might find a stranger. We could go to show tunes. Mm -hmm. How's that, Grace? Yeah. In fact, <laughs> yeah. all the other... All the other people, the guests at the party, <laughs> faded away into a blur, yeah, and all I could see was Ron. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. Was, it was great. That's what the yeah. way it was when I met him. I just, all and, I could and, see and, is his monocle, his oh, top hat, his and, monocle. And heels, yeah. yeah. And more, he had a big bag of cash with and, him. And more yeah, importantly. Karen, Karen said to me, what are you looking at? I said, Ron. He's Ron. <laughs> yes. I only see Ron. Happened. But more yeah. importantly, in all seriousness... Yeah to know what Dr. Redlinger has done in terms yes. of helping beyond the yes. countless yes. of countless of people on a very personal yes. level. I had a son, my youngest son, who yes. was a little bit wayward in terms of what he wanted to do for a career. And at one point, uh, it was the 10th anniversary of 9-11, and you had, uh, through the Center for Disaster Preparedness, a very closed-door session um, which uh, the FBI, uh, uh, NYPD, um, uh, the fire department, the EMTs, everybody gathered yeah. up at Columbia to discuss what they had learned. And uh, I was invited 
uh, to sit in, and I asked if I could bring my son, who had been a volunteer firefighter, who had been an EMT, mm-hmm. and uh, it was that experience and a conversation with uh, uh, Erwin that resulted in my son going to Aww. Boston University's College of Medicine for an MS in Emergency Healthcare Preparedness. Aww. And um, Dr. You know, Redliner is a hero. He, and is. he is, and I and I congratulate you on getting through an entire story without mentioning sandwiches. I think that's important. And it's a first time. <laughs> yes, but but, on the but Stephanie but, Miller show. But Doctor Irwin doesn't know yes. about that. Okay. It's her political party, and she'll cry if she wants to. It's the Stephanie Miller show. Not only are KPFK listeners smart, interesting, and forward-thinking, you're also very generous and deeply appreciated. Thank you so much for pledging your support to KPFK during our fun drive. Anybody can run. I think you know the the world has changed considerably um, in uh, just in recent weeks. I'll support the Republican nominee, uh, but I don't know that it will be him. Listen, I think we accomplished a lot positive when Donald Trump was president. If he's the nominee, I would enthusiastically support him. But I also think if he chooses to run, there's going to be a process. There's going to be a debate. We'll see what happens. So I think that what we need to do is recognize that the Republicans have a big bench of leaders, and then we'll wait and see which ones are going to get into the election, and people will make a a choice for themselves. I would describe that level of enthusiasm as tepid for the (laughs) Donald Trump announcement. (laughs) (laughs) Kathleen, we keep calling it a big bag of rats. Fight, 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 big bag of rats. You're all equally awful. So that would be the, uh, and then this would be the Trump suck-up caucus, including Representative Great B. McForehead mm-hmm. and others. And the football yeah. I support President Trump 1,000%. I'm very close with President Trump and Governor DeSantis, but President Trump has a unique ability to mm. invigorate our movement, and he'll mm. have my support. I thought that speech last night was incredible, guys. Uh, it was focused. It was disciplined. The tone was serious because we're in a serious moment in world affairs and in our country uh, right now. And I think if the president stays forward-looking, uh outlaying how he's going to build on his agenda and his accomplishments, uh, I think he's going to have a very good run. 100%. Uh, you know, you look at what he did in Maria before he was uh, kicked out of office. He he had this country going in the right direction. He's not a politician. He stood up to the, the mainstream media. They don't like him. Uh, I can understand that. But he stood up to the American people. Look where we're at now. Okay. All right. Kathleen, aren't we back in the same spot as when this all started? That it just, as a comedian, you're like, oh my God, this is a gold mine, Donald Trump. And then it just, I I still can't even believe he was president. Can you, like, I just, the fact that. Well, that's why, you know, a lot of the media people, like radio guy, people and stuff, would be like, oh, do you do all these Donald Trump jokes? I'm like, I can't write that fast. <laughs> Nobody can. Like, if I, let's say I wrote a joke about something he said on Tuesday, but in my mind, I write that joke. By Friday, there's been so many other things that have been said and done. People are like, hey, what's up, Grandma? That happened six months ago. No, that was Tuesday. That was Tuesday. But he's, he, he, I, I didn't even go to that. Like, that, I had to leave, just leave that up to the late night host that have 12 writers that can keep up with that because it, it was just, Right. Plus, on stage, I don't know, there's been only two people ever on stage, if I mention their name, people get pissed off out of the gate, either at me or or it was Sarah Palin and him. Yeah. Like, I can make all the jokes about Mitt Romney or Bill Clinton or there's something, there's a personal attachment to those two that I was like, I'm not a fighter. I'm a Libra. I'm just coming in here to Me tell too. jokes. Me too. Yeah, I, I don't, I, I'm, let Lewis do the fighting. Like there's people out there that want that, that confrontation. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do my jokes about uh, maybe Mitch McConnell. Uh, maybe right. Hillary still. Yeah, but I'm not. That reminds me it's, of the, the day you brought Lewis as a, a, you know, like a dish to pass yeah, in the studio. You're like, as a surprise. Remember, you came in studio and you brought Lewis. And then that was the time some idiot caller decided, right winger decided uh-huh. to call the show the day Lewis, you brought Lewis in. Yeah. And Lewis just screamed at him for t- 10 minutes. And we're still laughing. Yeah, 
about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably not. Lewis isn't the guy to take that call. Well, I mean, depending on what is allowed to be said on the show. I would put it that way. What do you, it's I don't know. That's an interesting sociological thing because you play all over the country. What is it, do you think? What is the personal connection to Donald Trump that I makes do, it I personal? Do, I don't know. I don't know why. Like one lady in Florida, she was kind of a drunk grandma. You stood up in a balcony in a theater somewhere on on the Gulf side of Florida and said, Kathleen, I love you and I love Sarah Palin. Don't make fun of her. I had not said a word except Sarah Palin, comma, now, if the lady would have listened, my joke was really about the, the gist of it is there's no people in Alaska. I'd have more respect for you if you were the game warden than I would if you said you were the governor because there's a lot, it's a lot more dangerous than being the game warden. It's a stupid joke. It's silly and innocuous. But that lady was so upset because she like, I don't know. I'm like, yeah. you can't love me and her and you're at my show. So I'd pick me if I were you. You right. can't. Which one is it? I don't know with the Trump thing. You could do any other Republican, any other Democrat, and people do not lose their minds. I feel there's like, something about Trump. I, I know this is going to sound snotty, coastal liberal elite, but is, is it an education problem where they're just like, oh, I like people that sound dumb like me? I just can't. I don't understand what the connection is. I, I, I it could go back to the you know George Bush. People are like, I'd like to have a beer with him. Right. Well, right. You might want to have a beer with me, but I shouldn't be running anything. I mean, just because I seem fun, which I I am, you but are. that doesn't mean I'm qualified to like work at NASA. Like, I don't understand that leap. When people say, I think George Bush seemed fun too, the younger one to have a beer with after golf at a country club. I get it. Right. But 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 what what is that next level where I defend him like I would my brother? It's weird. Yeah. Also, he was an alcoholic that doesn't drink, so that right away well, didn't make back, it. Well, back when he used to have beers. Right. <laughs> go, let's go back when he used to have beers. Uh, Michael in the Bronx, you're on with Kathleen. Hey, Mike. Hello, Mike. Oh, no. Um, oh, oh, yes. Hi, go ahead. Oh. Okay. Um, here's the thing. I was hoping for Democrats to pull it off. All right. I was cautiously optimistic. Obviously, I'm a big PO of Republicans getting it. But I feel the need to remind everybody about these Republicans. Should have picked up on when they say, oh, the people are concerned about the economy. The people are concerned about inflation. They want to wrap this up about crime, which you know is a racist tactic. Mm -hmm. But moving forward, we should all make like either, um, what's his name, Joe Madison, saying you Say about all this stuff, what the bleep are you going to do about it? Or if you want to go Janet Jackson, what have you done for me lately? Put oh. these Republicans on the spot. Oh. Okay. And all right. All right, Mike. Thank you. We've had enough on the phones today. <laughs> yes, I, think, I think that concludes yeah. the musical portion of the show. Uh -huh. um, Kathleen, what was your reaction to the midterms? I, I loved how they, I, I just was talking about how many times I saw someone mansplain how uh, little ladies aren't going to care about Roe anymore. That was months ago. I mean, uh, yeah. well, I always say, I call anybody under 40 and I say it like Michael Jackson, uh, Michael Jackson used to go, the children. So I say the children when I, and I mean anyone under 40, if you, if you upset the children, you're going to pay a price. Right. And I think they got up. I don't think like a lot of things would bother them, but that they were like, oh no, you can't tell me why I know. <laughs> no, no. And good for them. They got off their asses. Oh, and they went, sorry, bro. No, and then no, they went down ass. there. No, ass is fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. They went down there and um, voted. I kept calling my friend Kathy, who lives uh, in Georgia, asking about uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, going, Kathy, how is this even possible? And she's like, you don't understand the, the people that live around here. And then she explained to me why she was going to win again, and she won again. I was really hyper-focused on that. Yeah. And the other one, Lauren, like, I shouldn't Over. even care, but I'm so focused on, can we just please get rid of that, the super idiots? I'm not asking for <laughs> the regular every idiots. idiot. Not regular idiots. I just want the super, super idiots. We can't continue like this. But she won. Yeah. Marjorie. Yeah. 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 Lauren Boebert, what's going on with that? Still, I don't jury's know. still yeah. out. You, yeah. Yeah, Nobody still, knows? Yeah, I mean, I, that, it's still not called yet. Yeah. But it's it, like, it's Bobert keeps getting, pulling more and more. It's ahead. looking more like it's yeah. going to mm. be her. So, one more, oh, one my more God. clown really? for Kevin McCarthy to deal Sorry, with. Sorry, for the idiot caucus, perhaps one more. Um, Carol, uh, Carol Maloney talking about, uh, well, let's go to Sean Maloney. Yeah. 
Sean Patrick Maloney. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Sorry. What we need right now is we need uh, enough people on the other side uh, to believe in things like um, like that love should matter and, and marriage equality um, should be the law of the land. Now, you know, it, 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 there's a lot of people to thank here. I really do want to thank Senator Schumer. Uh, Tammy Baldwin's been a hero for years to me and to others, um, but also the Speaker Pelosi, who who had the vision to put this on the floor and demonstrated that there was bipartisan support for this. For, I, it's just I can't believe we're having to debate these things again, right? Marriage equality and having to pass stuff because, again, like they didn't Clarence Thomas say it that you know we're coming for that next after Roe. These like you know they said yeah marriage well, equality. Uh, I believe Mitch McConnell voted against the yes. thing that, like, because his wife, it's it's not just, it, I think him and Elaine Charles would not be able to be married, right. and he voted for that. Right. I, think, I mean, I, I don't know he what Claire... we do when, when you're, like, you're living that law, and you just voted against yourselves. Like, I hope I he don't... and Clarence Thomas realize they can just divorce their crazy wives. They don't need to. Their wives are awful, but they could just divorce them and not, you know, ruin everyone right. else's life. Yeah. Right, but it's too. It's too late now. They're a hundred. They're sticking it out. <laughs> they got nowhere else to go. <laughs> right. How do you replace Jenny Thomas? I mean, come on. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. They're stuck with it. I, I don't even. When we've gone to that level where people are actually voting against what they're actually living in yes. their own house. Yes. Like you voted yourself out. Right. I don't know how we change their mind. Yeah. Rich in Indiana, you're on with Kathleen Madigan. Hello. Good morning, Mama. Thank you. Um, I wanted to offer an idea uh, around what has been called surveillance capitalism and how that related to our midterms and the gerrymandering and also how this goes back to us having been targeted in the 2016 election uh, through data analytics was the name of the company, I think, the British Corporation, there was a whistleblower. Yes. Thank you. And so what we are having happen to us is our lives online being mined, and them knowing exactly how to come at us. Additionally, they know how to draw the maps because of what we've got online. That was this morning, and something that was uh, a book that was being described, let's see, the, the title is Unrigged, I don't have the author, and they know how to get at us in ways that are so perverse and diabolical. Additionally, one last thing, please, we've got an attorney general here in Indiana, uh, his name's Todd Rakita, mm-hmm. and attorney generals are in charge of this kind of stuff. Additionally, we have something that is absolutely describable as Hoosier toxic masculinity. Okay. And Mike Pence I, came I from like, our I, I feel like, toxic masculinity. Oh, I feel like that might be way too many subjects. And what, I'm not sure. I felt like there might be a test. There might be a pop quiz, and I wasn't really. You weren't prepared for it? No, I was not. On the Stephanie Miller Show. It even vibrates like real. It's the Stephanie Miller Show. Hi, this is John Schneider. Join me for a special Thanksgiving edition of the Global Village next Thursday at 11 o'clock when we'll be listening to excerpts from the complete 1981 studio sessions of Glenn Gould's historic recording of Bach's Goldberg Variations. It was just nominated for a Grammy as the best historic recording of 2022. No, we won't be listening to all 11 hours, but the excerpts are fascinating. That's next Thursday at 11 o'clock for Thanksgiving Day with the Global Village. I'll be listening for you. Hi, I'm Laura Flanders. I host a radio show called The Laura Flanders Show, where, as we say, the people who say it can't be done take a back seat to the people who are doing it. At KPFK, we believe in free speech, independent thought, and universal equality, but it isn't free. We bring you information without corporate influence, political spin, or government funding. We give a voice to the voiceless, or at least those whose voices are never heard on other stations. The Laura Flanders Show is all about people making change and connecting with each other. Keep community connected Radio Alive by making a tax-deductible contribution today at kpfk.org. Thanks. The Car Show has aired on KPFK since 1973. 
And perhaps you have a car that's been sitting in your driveway since 1973 or 1993. Or maybe you're still driving it, but it's time to say goodbye. Get rid of that thing and help KPFK at the same time. Your donation of your old car gets it out of your life and helps KPFK as a tax-deductible donation. And not just cars, trucks, boats, and motorcycles are also welcome. It's easy. Just call 877-KPFK-AUTO and we'll handle all the details. Let your old car help KPFK. KPFK, listener-sponsored radio for all of Southern California at 90.7 FM Los Angeles, 98.7 Santa Barbara, 